Shalom to all. Today's office of Yomas Kofi Yudches. We are starting Kofi Yudzayim Noah Bays, eight lines up from the bottom with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basab, Yaakov, Misha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantif, but Rabbi Asher Anshul, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah talks about a woman and her Tsara, two co wives coming from overseas and talking about their husband. Achas Omeris, one of them says, Mace, that he died. Achas Omeris, Loy Mace, the other one says, No, he didn't. Zusha Omeris, Mace, the one that said he died. Tina says she's allowed to get married. Viti Tokuzubasa, and she gets her Ksuba. Zusha Omeris, Loy Mace, and the one that says that their husband didn't die. Loy Tina says, Loy She's not allowed to get married and she doesn't get her ksuba. Let's say, one of them says that he died and the other one says that he got killed. Rameir says, Since they're contradicting each other, then they're not allowed to get married. Both of them say, Since both of them agree that he's not in this world anymore, even though they're arguing about how he left the world, they're still allowed to get married. Let's say, One eight said that he died, another eight says that he didn't die. A woman says that he died, a woman says he didn't die. Then the wives are not allowed to get married. The Gemara makes an inference from the beginning of the Mishnah. Time of the Amr Laimes. It seems to be that the reason why the second wife is not allowed to get married is because her claim was that their husband didn't die. However, then implies that if she was quiet and she didn't say anything, then she would be allowed to get married based off the testimony of the first wife. But how could that be? We know that one Sara isn't allowed to give Eidos for her co-wife. We know that her Eidos isn't believed, as we learned about yesterday's daf. So the Gemara says that's a wrong inference to make out of the Mishnah. So what do we learn? Out of the Mishnah, the whole Chedesh is when the Tsara says that her husband didn't die, that's what we're learning out of the Mishnah. You might think, Hamayas, that really the husband did die. And the fact that she's saying that he didn't die is a cool Tsara. She just wants to mess up the first wife and she wants to try to make sure that the first wife doesn't get married. Now, why would she say that? By her saying that her husband didn't die, that means she's not allowed to get married either. The reason why she would say that is because with Thomas Nafshi and Plishtim Kamra, she's saying it like Shimshon Agibar said, I want to die with the Plishtim. This is line that Shimshon Agibar said right before he knocked the building down, he asked Hashem to give him one last spurt of strength that he could kill a lot of Plishtim, even though he would die with them. And her Havamina is that really the husband did die, and the second wife only said that he didn't die so she can mess up the first wife. Kamash Mulan, that's not what we think, and we only believe the first wife, and we don't believe the second wife. First wife can get married, second wife's not allowed to get married. And the next case we had the Mishnah, Achas Amaris Mace, one of them said that he died, the other one said that he got killed, and then we had a Machlaikas Rameir and Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. The Gemara asks, Why does Rameir also argue in the first case in the Mishnah when one of them says that he died? The other one said he didn't die. Why is he only arguing in the second case? So Amr Blazer, he gives the first answer, Machlekes Shinuya. We do have Machlekes about this as well. Rabbi Hud Reb Shimon, he, and this Rabbi Hud Reb Shimon. Meaning of Meir argues even in the first case of the Mishnah, when one of them said that he died, the other one said he didn't die, and we're just going like Rabbi Hud and Reb Shimon. Now, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon says, I feel Tame Rab Meir. The rich of the Mishnah could even be Rab Meir. Baha, I feel Rab Meir, my that even Rab Meir would agree in the first case of the Mishnah. That anytime a woman says that no, he didn't die, that's not considered a contradiction, and we don't pay attention to her. It's only if she says he didn't die, he was killed, that's a contradiction. But if she says he didn't die, then we don't listen to her. But now the Gemara is going to prove that our Mishnah is more logical to be like Rebbe Lazar, not like Rabbi Yechanan, because now the Mishnah then says, If an aide says he died, another aide says he didn't die. A woman says he died, another woman says he didn't die. She's not allowed to get married. So basically, we Rebbe Lazar, stomach Rabbe Meir. Basically, according to Rebbe Lazar, we can understand this last part of the Mishnah is like Rabbe Meir. Al Rabbi Yechanan, Kasha, but according to Rabbi Yechanan, who would this last part of the Mishnah be like? The Gemara says, Kasha, you're right, this last part of the Mishnah is hard to understand according to the way Rabbi Yechon explained the Mishnah. And the Mishnah continues, A woman went with her and her husband overseas, and then she comes and says, My husband died. She's allowed to get married. She gets her ksuba. However, her tzara is not allowed to get married because we wouldn't believe her to give edus about her tzara. Now let's say, Her tzara was a Bas Yisrael who was married to a Kayin, meaning their husband was a Kayin. She's even allowed to continue eating truma, meaning we don't believe the first wife's testimony to 
to the extent that the second wife is still considered to be married 100% and she's still allowed to continue eating truma. Different Reb Tarfin, that's Reb Tarfin's opinion. Reb Kiva Imer, he says, That's not a way to remove her from Avera. We do have a chashash over here. The second wife, that's Sarah, is not allowed to get married to somebody else, but she's also not allowed to eat truma because maybe the husband died, maybe the husband didn't die. Now, a similar case. Amr Meiz Bali, she says, My husband died, and then my father-in-law died. Tina says, She's allowed to get remarried with Tito Kuzba, so she gets a ksuba. But her mother-in-law is Aser. Let's say her mother-in-law was a Bas Yisrael who was married to a Kain. She's still allowed to continue eating Truma. That's Reb Tarfin's opinion. Once again, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, That's not a way to take her out of Avera. The mother-in-law is not allowed to get married, but she's also not allowed to eat Truma. And the Gemara says, We have to have both of these cases. The case where she comes and gives Edus about herself, but we don't believe it in terms of the Tzara. And when she gives Edus about herself and her mother-in-law, and we don't believe it about her mother-in-law. We have to have both of those cases. If we only had the first case when we're talking about the tsara, maybe it's only over there where Tarfin says that her edus is totally not believed when it comes to the tsara because she's very much inclined to lie when it comes to her tsara, as we've said previously. Why is that Mishum de Tsara de Gufa? That's because she has physical pain now that she has a tsara. What does it mean she has physical pain? Now they have to share the same husband, so she's not able to be with her husband as often. So when she comes and says something that's going to impact her tsara, it's possible that it's only over there that we're not going to believe her whatsoever and her tsara is still allowed to continue eating chuma. When she's giving Edus about her mother-in-law, the tsara mili da alma, that the tsara that she suffers from her mother-in-law is only words, it's only verbal tsara. Perhaps Rabbi Tarfin would agree to Rabbi Kiva and he would say that we do have to be chayshish, that perhaps she is saying the truth and therefore the mother-in-law would not be allowed to continue eating truma. And if we only had the second case, maybe it's only over there that Rabbi Kiva is machmer. But in the first case with the tsara, perhaps Rabbi Kiva agrees to Rabbi Tarfin. That's why we need both cases to show that both Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfin are consistent with Rashitas. Rabbi Huda Mershmol says, And Amr Abayi says, We also have a mission like this. On Amr Bez, we have the following Mishnah. She goes overseas, she comes back, and she says, I had a son overseas, and then my son died, and then my husband died. Now, Menes, she's believed. But if she says, That first my husband died, and then my son died, she's not believed. We have to be chayshish for what she said, that she does have a son. What do we see from here? We're chayshish only for what she says regarding herself. But in regards to what she said, we have no chashash regarding the tzara. We see from here that we pass on like Reb Tarfin. And on to another Mishnah, Kofi Chasam and on top, with more machlaikas in between Reb Tarfin and Reb Kiva. A man who's Makadesh, one of five women, and he doesn't know which one he's Makadesh, and call Achas Emeris, Aisi Kiddish, each one says, You're Makadesh me, so either marry me or give me a ksuba. He has to give a get to each one of them. He could just simply put the ksuba on the table and walk away, and they would have to figure it out. David Reb Tarfin, that's Reb Tarfin's opinion. Reb Kiva, Imer, he says, That's not the way to take them out of Avera. He has to give a get and a ksuba to each one of them. Another case, He stole from one of five people. He doesn't know which one he stole from. Each one says, You stole from me. Give me the money back. He could put the gzela in between them and he could walk away. They would have to fight it out. David Reb Tarfin, that's Reb Tarfin's opinion. Reb Kiva, Imer, he says, That's not the way to take them out of Avera. He has to pay each one of them. And the Gemara tells us, The case of our Mishnah is that he was Makadish, one of five women, not that he was Makadish, one of them with Bia. It also says that he stole from one of five people, but it doesn't say that he bought an item from one of five people and doesn't know who he bought it from. And we can infer from there that if it would have been a case that he was Makadish, one of them with Bia, then it would seem that Reb Tarfin would agree that he would have to pay each one of them with Ksuba. Why is that? Because he didn't have Vera by being Makadish with Bia. That's something he's not allowed to do. So 
we would kenas him by making him pay all five ksubas. And also the case would have been that he bought from one of them and he doesn't know which one he bought from. It's not a stealing case, so seemingly Rabbi Kiva would agree that he would not have to pay all five because he wasn't over any iser. So the Gemara has based on that inference from the Mishnah, Mani Masnisin, who's our Mishnah like? It's not like the Tanakam of the following Brisa or like Rabbi Shemit of the following Brisa. The Tanya have a Brisa. Rabbi Shemit Elazar, he says, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, do not argue Al Shekidish Achiz Mechamish Nashim if he was Makadish one of five people. But any day is a Kiddish and he doesn't know which one he's Makadish. Shemineh Ksuba Benenu Mestalik. He could just leave the Ksuba there and walk away. Aman Echku, what do they argue about? Al Shebal. If he was Bail one of five, Rabbi Tarfan Eimer he says Shemineh Ksuba Benenu Mestalik. He could still leave the Ksuba there and walk away. Rabbi Kiva Eimer he says Achishal Mechachas Vaachas. He would have to pay each five of them the Ksuba. And also Lo Nechlu Rabbi Tarfan Rabbi Kiva they don't argue in the following case. Al Shalakach Mekach Mechamish Benenu Adam. If he bought an item from one of five people, Veinu Deimez Men Lakach and he doesn't know which one he bought it from, Shemineh Dmei Mekach Benenu Mestalik. He could just leave the cost of the item right there and he could walk away. If he stole from one of five people. Shomer Reb Tarfan, Reb Tarfan says, that he leaves the gzela there and he walks away. Reb Kiva, he says, he has to pay the gzela to each one of them. Now, from the fact that Shem Elazar says that in the case of Kiddush and Lakach, then there's no argument, then implies that Tanakama holds that they do argue in those cases. So money, who's this like? If you would say, our mission is Tanakama, listen to Kiddush our mission should have listed a case of Kiddush and Lakach, and our mission is a case of Kiddush v'Gazal. And Rabbi Elazar, if you want to say that our mission is Rabbi Elazar, listen to Baal v'Gazal. Our mission should say a case of Baal v'Gazal, and our mission says Kiddush v'Gazal. So Gemara says no problem. Really, our mission is Rabbi Elazar. Umai Kiddush. What does our mission mean by saying Kiddush that he was Makadish one of five women? Kiddush b'Bia. He was Makadish her with Bia. Atan Kiddush ladiach hakachid Rabbi Kiva. We talk Kiddush in our mission to teach you the power of Rabbi Kiva's shita. How machmir he is. Da'afagav disur darabon avad. Even though he only did an iser darabonon, he was makadish bebia. That's only an iser darabonon. Kanas, he still knas that he has to pay five ksubas. And tana gazal. The reason why we say the case of gazal is idea chakachid reb tarfin to teach you how lenient reb tarfin is. Da'afagav disur daraisa avad. Even though he didn't iser daraisa, he stole from someone. Like Kanas, we still don't penalize him. We don't give him a knas. We allow him to put the money on the table and walk away. And for the last mission of the parak, ka'isha shalcha hiu ba'alim dinas hayam. A woman went with her and her husband overseas ubenayimim, and their son was with them. So that means that she's going. Becheskas that she's not chayv in yibum because she has a son. Ubasva Amr. Then she comes back and says, Meis Bali, my husband died. Va'achach Meis Bani. Then my son died. Namenas. She's believed to say that she's mother to marry whomever she wants. She's not chayv in yibum. That's because we apply the concept of apesha aser who apesha hitir the mouth which asered that same mouth has ability to matir. She didn't have to say that her son died. She could simply say that her husband died, and we would believe her. We would assume that she still has a son, and of course she's not chayv in yibum. So therefore, now that she told us that her son died, we believe her that her son died after. Her husband and that she's still not chayv in yibum. and remember this is also all because when she left she was becheskas not chayv in yibum. but let's say she tells us my son died and then my husband died in a menace she's not believed to say that we have to be chashed that her son died first however she would need chalitza and not yibum because we can't believe her to the extent that we would allow her to get yibum. now let's say she went overseas and she didn't have a son so she's becheskas that she's chayv in yibum, and she comes back from overseas and she says I had a son overseas. The Amr, and then she says, Meis Bani, my son died, and then my husband died. Now, Manus, she's believed. 
That's because she left Bechaskas that she's Chayven Yibam. And when she's coming back, she's saying, I'm still Chayven Yibam because my son died first. So we believe her and we allow her to do Yibam. But let's say she says, Mez Bali, my husband died, and then my son died. And in a minute, she's not believed. We have to be Chayshish for what she said. She gets Chalitza, but not Yibam. Now let's say when she went overseas, she didn't have any brother-in-laws. And she comes back and she says, I had a Yavam in Dinas Hayam. Meaning, my in-laws had another child in Dinas Hayam. So I technically would be Chayven Yibam. And then Amr, she says, Meis Bali, my husband died, Vachach Meis Yivami, then my Yavam died. Or she says, Yivami, my Yavam died, Vachach Bali, and then my husband died. Nemanis, she's believed in all these cases, because either which way, she doesn't have anyone that she would be Chayven Yibam to, so she's mother to marry someone in the Shuk. But let's say, She and her husband and her Yavama went overseas, so she left Becheskas that she's Chayven Yibam. Amr, and then she says, Meis Bali, my husband died, Vachach Yivami, then my Yavam died. Or she says, Yivami, Vachach Bali, first my Yavam died, then my husband died. She's not believed to that extent. A woman's not believed to say that my Yavam died. That she should be allowed to get married to somebody else. And also, she's not believed to say that her sister died. That she's allowed to marry her brother-in-law. And a man's not believed to say that my brother died. That he should be allowed to do Yibam to his wife. He's also not believed to say that his wife died so he can marry her sister. Now, Let's say someone is Mazake get to his wife instead of her falling to Yibum. A man is deathly ill, he doesn't want his wife to fall to Yibum, but his wife's not there. So he gives a get to someone who's there and he says, Please take this get for my wife, meaning you should be Zaycha in this get right now, so that the garrison should be Chal right now. What's the halacha? Is she considered divorced right now? What are the two sides to the coin? Kim de Sanyole, since she hates her brother in law, so it's a schos for her to be able to have this get even though she's not there. And we know that we could carry out a schos for a person even though it's not in front of him. If you're walking down the street and you see an object and you know that your friend's going to like that, you could pick it up and be kind of that object for your friend because Zachin La'adam Shaloi Befanov. You could bring about his chos for a person even though they're not there. Aydilmar perhaps, perhaps there are times that she does like her brother-in-law. So then it would be a chayv for her to be divorced because now she's not going to be able to marry the brother-in-law. We're not allowed to cause a chayv for a person, something which is detrimental for a person if they're not there. So Amalei Rav Nachman responded to Rav Tanina. We learned in our Mishnah. We have to be chayshish for what she said. She's only allowed to do chalitza and not yibam. So we learn from this it's actually suffolk. We don't know if she loves him or if she hates him, and therefore she will need chalitza and not yibam in such a case. And Amr Ravina or Rava, a similar question. Let's see get for his wife, and they're in the middle of fighting. He had a fight with his wife. His wife walked out of the house. He turns to his friend, gives his friend a get, and says, please take this get for my wife. I want my wife to be divorced. What's Allah in that case? Since they were in the middle of fighting, it's a schos for her to be able to get divorced, and therefore she's divorced by this fellow accepting the get for her. Idilmar, perhaps, the comforter of her own body is better for her, meaning it's better for her to be married even though she's fighting with her husband than be single, and therefore the get wouldn't work. So Tashmah, an attempted raya, Dharmish Lakish, Lakish says, This is a famous line that people say, it's better to have two bodies together than to be alone, meaning even though she's fighting with him, it's better that she has a husband than not to have a husband at all. And Omar Bayi says something similar, even if the husband is as short as an ant, she takes her chair and she puts it among the free people, meaning she puts it among all the chashiv women. Even though her husband is the most attractive person, he's not very chashiv, she still feels wonderful that she's married. And her papa armor, he says something similar. If her husband combs wool, that's his profession, which is not really the greatest thing. She calls him to the doorstep and she sits with him and schmoozes with him in front of everyone. She's simply proud that she's married. Ravashi and Ravashi says, if he has a black mark on his ichos, 
she's not even going to ask him for money to buy lentils for the pot. Even though lentils are so cheap and she's not really asking him for much, she's just simply happy that she's married to him and therefore she's not going to ask him for anything. So we see from here that a woman would rather be married than not married. But then the Gemara concludes, Tana, we have a brisa, on all these women, mezanais, fetos, balehen. They're all mezana. Their husbands are unattractive. They're not very good at what they do. They don't have a good profession. And the only reason why she stays married to him is that she's able to be mezana, to be involved in things that she's not allowed to be involved in, and but people won't suspect her because after all, she's married, so she could say that, oh, this child, this is really from my husband, even though it's because of Znos. Hajjan al-Lechi Yisho Shalem, Mazel for finishing the 15th paragraph of Masechah Zivamas. We should be Zechah to finish the entire Masechah together. And of course, all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.